This is Divorce Happy Hour, a show about divorce and issues people face going through divorce. Your co-hosts are Christina Previtt and John Nocklinger. For more information about the show and to connect with us, head over to divorcehappyhour.com. And now, on to today's show. And my guest today is Meg Benson. She is going to give us some tips on how to beat anxiety and bring joy into your life. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. I'm so happy to talk to you today because I think that how to beat anxiety is a very hot topic right now, given everything that is going on in the world with COVID. I mean, we have stress and anxiety on an ordinary day. Absolutely. It seems that we have a lot more to actually be stressful and anxious about. So I think this topic is very timely. So if you could just tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. My name is Megan Benson and um, I have a company called Life Bacon. And what I do is I help people find their sizzle, which, um, you know, it, it, for me, I have always kind of struggled with what I want to be when I grow up and um, always felt like I was meant for something more, you know, like I, I liked my job. I liked what I was doing, but I just felt like, gosh, you know, what is it like? This is, there's something more, you know, and I think a lot of people feel that way. I think a lot of people just kind of become complacent and get comfortable. And I wholeheartedly believe that within every person, there is like this, this flame and this calling. And so that's what, that's what I do for, with life making is I help people ignite that flame. And, and so I call it, find your sizzle and, you know, lean into your purpose and make some sort of positive impact on the world. I agree, and I, I love your story. So if you could share a little bit, um, a little bit more. Ho- hopefully, I'm not outing you. I I think there are a lot of people that are very unhappy, and, and there are people that stay in professions that they don't love. They stay in jobs they don't love. They stay in relationships that they don't love, um, <laughs> and you know they don't really like just go out there and live life and go after all the things that they really want. I always say they, they go out, they go for the life they think they can have, not the one that they really want. But I think you're a great example of someone who was in that position at some point, but you just did something really bold very recently. I did. (laughs) I did. And it, it was a culmination of many years of, um, work, you know, because I, again, I I always kind of struggled with this notion of what is it? Like, what am I meant for? And I would take just all kinds of classes and personal development and personal growth. And, you know, I was reading books and I had counselors and just so much training. And I would be watching people rising up all around me And here I was still just living this very, just feeling like life was passing me by. And um, when I look back on what that was, like what was the difference between what other people were doing, like people I looked up to 
you know, all around me that were, some of them were going through the same experiences I was. We were in the same leadership classes. Um, they were rising and there I was just status quo. And it was, um, it all came down to choices. That's all it was, was that they made choices that propelled them forward. And I was making choices based on beliefs that I had about myself that were limiting beliefs. And so I would be scared and afraid and just feeling like, what are other people gonna think? Uh, who am I? You know, Cause I, I wholeheartedly believe in my message and what I do, but I would get caught up in, well, who am I to be the one to deliver that, you know? Yeah, um, imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. A lot of people have that, but tell us what you did. Yeah. Recently, like two months ago. <laughs> right, yeah. So what I ended up doing, because I finally, I finally woke up. Like I finally realized, oh my gosh, I finally figured it out. I woke up to my life and it was a result of a series of things and a discovery of five ingredients to living a purposeful and passionate life. And I so wholeheartedly believe in these five steps that I was like, I have got to teach these to other people. And so I had the job that I was in was a wonderful job. I'd been there for 14 years. I had a six figure income. I had a company car. I had so many perks, all the benefits. And I walked away from all of it in the middle of a pandemic, right? We're in the middle of COVID, uh, a lot of uncertainty out there right now. And, um, but I so passionately believe in these steps that I left all that so that I could teach these steps to other people. I, I think that's awesome. I applaud you for that because there are so many people that um, become sort of paralyzed. You know, they're not able to make any changes because they they have a lot of fear yeah guilt, and things like you mentioned already that worrying about what other people are going to think sometimes worrying about what people close very close to you like your spouse or your parents or whomever what they're going to think you know did did you have people around you that were encouraging you or were they like oh, you're crazy what are you doing I'm so lucky because my family, my husband is so behind me a hundred percent. So that was, you know, I was actually very afraid to tell my mother <laughs> that I was quitting my job because, you know, she's very, um, concerned and just, you know, and, and same with my, my sister and her husband, they're, um, you know, it's, precaution, you know, take precaution. And um, so I was so scared to tell them that I was walking away from this stable job and, you know, to starting at ground zero, starting at nothing. I think a lot of people can really relate to that. So I think that the fact that you've done it, you can tell other people that they oh, should yeah. do that or, or help them help guide them through that because you have done it before. Absolutely. And it fits. That's, I, I had to do it because 
that's what I teach. It's part of the five steps, you know, it's part of the process. So, so tell us, I'm dying to know, and, and I, I apologize to the viewers if you get a little hungry listening to this bacon stuff, because I, I, I do when you talk about it. So, but tell us, you know, and how to tell us how this fits into beating anxiety. Yeah, okay. So the I call it the five steps to bacon because bacon is not only it's a metaphor that we use for whatever it is that makes us better. So again, the company at my company is called Life Bacon. And generally speaking, when you add bacon to something, you just took it to the next level. You yeah, know, you made it better. <laughs> so, so that's what we're about. It's about taking your life to the next level, making it better. And bacon is the metaphor that we use, but it's also an acronym. And there are, um, it's called the five steps to bacon, B-A-C-O-N. And I can't go into the in depth of all of them, but I can tell you what each letter stands for. And then I wanna go into one of the letters cause that's how we're gonna beat anxiety today. Um, so B stands for the brainstorm. And the A stands for accountability. And the C stands for committed action. And the O stands for overjoyed, which is what we're talking about today. And the N stands for noble acts. So it is a process that starts with the B, goes all the way to the end, and is a full circle process. And there's Within each step, there's an even deeper dive with three key ingredients in each step as well. But it's all part of, um, I do, I have a 90 day coaching program. It's called Finding Your Sizzle, 90 Days on Fire coaching program. And it's a super deep dive into the five steps to bacon. There's an online course and group coaching and it's a, it's a fun class. But, but I want to change your life for the better. You can help them do that. Come join the find your sizzle. Yeah. But sharing the bacon. Um, I, I would love to do the deep dive, but I know we don't have time for that today. So you're going to share the O with us today. The so. O. Yes, the O, which stands for overjoyed. And I love this one because it's something that a lot of people tend to think that joy and laughter and celebration is something to be earned. Like that's the result, the end game. Like that's what we get to do after putting in all of our time, you know, we're putting in all of this effort that's at the end of it. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't start incorporating that, it's part of the process. It's how you will get there it needs to be incorporated daily and it will provide so much more clarity and focus and drive to whatever it is that you're going after you know and and even like right now in the world that we're in there is so much anxiety and stress and uncertainty and a lot of people have just been worrying since day one of this and are just drowning in worry. And um, so this is this is critical. And I have three, I have three things that you can do to bring more joy into your life. Okay. <laughs> so the first thing, and this is so easy to do, the first thing is laughing. And that is, I mean, anybody 
in any language, it's the same in any language, laughing is a universal thing. Now, not only are there actual health benefits, they've actually been studying laughter and how it affects our bodies and our health. I mean, we already know that stress and anxiety and all of those, you know, burnout just wreak havoc on our bodies. You know, I mean, appalling statistics yeah. about the detrimental health effects. So laughter actually has so many positive effects to counteract what stress and burnout and anxiety will cause. So um, yeah, just incorporating some laughter into your day will not only give you some health benefits to your physical health, but also your mental health. When you, when you can laugh more, like when, when you can laugh at yourself, it, it's so much easier to forgive mistakes that you make or just to not take yourself so seriously. Sometimes we just become so paralyzed uh, and afraid of doing anything, of making, of how we're going to look, you know. That Sometimes we just make, take things, make them too serious, yes. right? Like take a load off, right? Yes. It isn't so serious all the time. Yeah. And it seems, sometimes it seems so counterintuitive because when you're in the middle of trying to, you've got a project or a deadline or, or something that is just weighing on you and you are so pressured to get it done. And the last thing you would think of is stepping away and going and having a good laugh about something. And it is amazing if you if you give that a shot, I guarantee you'll be able to come back to your work with more clarity, more focus, because laughing will actually open different parts of your brain. It'll allow you to think better. It'll allow you to focus better. So it's important. So what, so what, a, I mean, I laugh all the time. I, I don't really take much too seriously, but what about people that are just kind of have this natural inclination to just you know, be serious all the time. We know people like that. We all know somebody like that. Yes, we do. What do you tell them to do? Like, you know, take a break and go watch uh, a movie. You know, what do they do? Yeah, they got to lighten up. They got to figure out what it is that's going to light them up. Because for me, I mean, it doesn't take much. I, <laughs> I can laugh at just about anything. Um, so I like comedy. I like funny movies. I like little funny clips. There's, you know, jokes, funny stories. So you got to just figure out what that is and have it easily accessible. Um, because like I said, when you're in it, when you're stressed out, you're not usually thinking about, oh, I need to go take a break and laugh. So you've got to have it, you know, put a post-it note with a funny saying or um, you know, have a clip handy right on your phone that there's just go Google or YouTube funny clips. I mean, if it's animal, like, animal, there's so many funny animal videos out yeah. there. I, I just, I just shared Deb Mason's comment, watch funny cat videos. I mean, it is, it is funny how you can just go on YouTube and there's, and there's fail videos. There's always something that if you're in the worst mood, there is something that can make you laugh. And I and I think you're absolutely right. You raise a good point that sometimes we need to actually make a proactive effort to, to find something to laugh at because it really is good therapy. 
You know, have you ever heard of Norman Cousins? I think I have. So this guy, this was, I think back in the seventies and he was diagnosed with this degenerative disease, this rare disease, and he was given like three months to live. And so he checked himself out of the hospital because he did not want to be surrounded by sickness and, you know, illness and sadness. And he moved across the street to a hotel and he got his doctor on board with this idea and rented all these funny movies, asked all of his friends to call him with funny stuff. And I mean, the, the upshot of the story is he literally laughed himself back to health. He lived another 23 years. He wrote a book called Anatomy of an Illness, which is all about his survival. It's incredible, an incredible story. And I, I love that story because laughter is the best medicine. Well, there's so much data on cortisol, which, yeah. you know, I'm not going to get in. I, I don't even know really the science behind it, but there's so much, um, science about that you can just google about cortisol it's called the stress hormone and how when you're stressed like you you could just have cortisol you know pumping through your veins and it's really detrimental to your health that's true and there is a statistic that actually shows that laughing reduces cortisol by 23 percent i didn't know that that's interesting i love that you brought that up (laughs) because that is an actual proven thing. So that's really cool. All right, so that's everyone's homework assignment today. Go laugh if you haven't laugh. done it already. You know, yeah. laugh multiple times. That's the, that's that's one thing you can do. And that's a yes. super easy thing to do. Um, so another thing that you can do is celebrate. Now, this is something that, again, generally people will put off celebrating until they've earned it, right? Until uh, I can celebrate once I complete that project, or if I get the job, then I'll celebrate, you know? But if you look back on your life and you look at the pivotal moments that led you down a path that, you know, changed your life in such a positive way for the better, it was probably some really horrible thing that happened. You know, it was probably when you made a huge mistake or when you fell flat on your face or when you failed at something, you didn't get the job interview, you know, you you didn't get the job and it caused you to, to really reflect and to look and to make some changes and to grow and to learn. And so that is a huge victory. That's a huge victory and that needs to be celebrated. And oftentimes we don't think of celebrating our mistakes and our failures, but that is absolutely something to celebrate. And it will do two things. If you can actually start the practice of celebrating your mistakes, it's gonna, number one, it's gonna stop the self beat up. You know, because generally if you make a mistake, you immediately beat yourself up. Oh God, why did I do that? I look like an idiot. I'm never doing that again. Uh, And so it will actually change that conversation. It will change that belief because now if you're celebrating that and you're congratulating yourself on getting up, 
despite the mistake you just made, it will help change that belief that you have. And the second thing is it will be, it will give you um, permission to do it again, you know, and be more willing to try again next time. Because a lot of times when we make a mistake or if we failed at that job interview or whatever it was, we're afraid to try that again because yeah. we don't want to fail again. We don't want to make the mistake. But if our mind and our body is conditioned that, no, this is something that we celebrate. Absolutely. I'm going to try again. I'm going to go for that again. Cause that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. I think Oprah always says that there's no such thing as failure. It's just the universe, you know, pointing you in a different direction. That's absolutely right. As long as you keep going, there's no such thing as failure. The only, yeah, unless, I mean, if you don't, if you don't get up, if you quit, then that's a different story. So yeah, yeah. somebody going. else I know um, always said, I'm just full of quotes today. Somebody else I know always says that people don't fail, they quit. Yeah. So think about that, people. Exactly right. <laughs> so then, so, so the other piece of celebration is what does that look like? You know, how, how do I celebrate my mistakes? You know, because it's not like I'm going to send out party invitations and, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. when we think about celebrating, a lot of times we think of a party and people and dancing and music. And, you know, I, I'm all for that kind of celebration, but there's many ways to celebrate and to, um, you know, really cherish yourself. And some ideas for that might be, uh, you know, just taking a walk out in nature or laying in a hammock and daydreaming for a while. Or, I mean, when was the last time you just did absolutely nothing? You know, um, because we feel guilty. I mean, I do. I feel guilty. Like I should be doing something. I should be productive uh, right now. I have that too. I know it's the guilt, <laughs> the guilt complex. But you really, it's again, it's changing that mindset. It's realizing that, no, this is going to forward me. This is, this is part of the journey forward. This is part of the road to success. This is part of what's going to allow me to finish this project and, you know, get that job interview or whatever it is that you're taking on. It's part of the process. So yeah, there's all kinds of ways to celebrate meditation, yoga, dancing. Yeah. I mean, there's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I do love myself a cocktail, so I'm not going to say no to that, <laughs> but everyone has their own. Yeah. In moderation, right? Yeah. In moderation. In moderation. <laughs> yes. So then, okay, so that brings us to step three. The third um, piece, the third way that you can add a little joy to your life is being playful. Now, this is something that is probably going to be the hardest one for some people because as adults, a lot of times it's frowned upon or looked at as immature or childish, you know, but if you look at kids, and their just absolute innocence and zest and anything is possible attitude, you know, and their creativity and just energy, that is something to tap into. And when you can tap into that kid inside, that little superhero kid that believes anything's possible, um, I mean, that's when the magic happens. That's when you're going to be able to 
nail that interview and finish that project and, you know, get creative when you're opening up parts of your brain that haven't been working in a long time. Yeah, I love that. That's a really good point because I love, I have a goddaughter who's seven and I love watching her play she and and pretend and use her imagination because her imagination is limitless as we become adults and we you know maybe we've we've had people telling us that we can't do something you know you can't do that you're not good enough to do that you're not smart enough you're not this enough you're not that enough um you know just these different influences coming at us all the time by the time you're you know, 30 or 40 or 50, you know, you've been maybe listening to those things for decades. Yeah. You lose that ability sometimes. Oh, and I I mean, especially if you suffer from OPO, which is something I suffered from and still struggle with every now and then, and that is other people's opinions. And we get so caught up in worrying about what other people think and and how we're going to look that um, we become paralyzed. And so it's really a challenge to, uh, and I challenge everyone, you know, today to find a way to play, to bring out that kid inside today. Uh, you know, if it can be, get out some some uh, crayons and paper and, and color, draw a picture, write a silly poem. Um, come up with a silly dance move or, you know, go play in the grass. Um, yeah, just watch little kids and see what they do. What do you um, do? Oh my gosh. I, you know what I did yesterday? Because this is so funny because I was having a little bit of a stressful day and I was down in the kitchen talking with my husband and he's like, you are so, I mean, we can spot it, you know, and I was like, I got to be my own student right now because... I am letting myself get caught up in stress. Um, skipping, skip. When was the last time you skipped around your house? <laughs> You're right. I can't. I don't know. There is something so. Um, I don't know. You just got to do it. I just go skip down the hall when we're done with this and see what that does for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that, that I like going on the swings. I love going mm. to a park. There's um, adult size swings. Yeah, uh, I love swings. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, see, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. There's so many things. And I, you know, I have so many ideas. And if you feel silly at first, then you're on the right track. You're doing it right. <laughs> So just keep going. Um, but I have, if you're stuck, you know, I have a, um, a free gift for the listeners today. Anybody that would like to um, learn more about how to incorporate joy into their life. I have, I'm writing my first ebook and it is, it's completed and I'm putting the finishing touches on it. But if you want to reserve your copy, just click on the link in the comments and I will send it to you. And um, can, it's I have called, one it's my, <laughs> can I have one? Yes. Send me one. 
It's the Life Bacon Playbook. And it's called Let's Get Serious About Having Fun because it is a serious business. Like you, you have to incorporate fun and joy into your life or you are headed for disaster. You know, it's such a, it's such a toll on your health to be stuck in stress and anxiety and worry. So you've got to incorporate some joy and fun into your life. So click on the link and, um, it's it's not a it's not a novel I promise you it'll be a quick read but it's going to give you some stats that you know will be a little bit shocking about some of the things that uh, stress and negativity causes and then the flip side of that of course with what um, joy and laughter will do for you and then how to recognize when your tank is empty and then I got a whole playlist of ideas on how to incorporate laughter and celebration and playfulness into your life. And there's actually a contest that I'm running within the, within the uh, book. And if you participate in the contest, then you get entered to win. I'm giving away a free spot in my 90 day coaching program. Ooh, that sounds nice. That's a big prize. Yeah. Deb says to try hula hooping. <laughs> I love Deb. Hi, Deb. Oh, so good ideas there. Yeah, you know, I and just to kind of build on what you said, I think I think it can be hard initially to get into this idea of unleashing your inner child again. <coughs> Excuse me. So it takes a little practice, right? Like you're not gonna do it in one day. Oh. But try to think about I ask people this question sometimes and it's really interesting how people have to really think about it like what makes you feel like a little kid again like what can you think of that brings that joy out yeah and again that is that's tough for some people yeah really tough and so yeah i I think starting with the with the first the first one which is the laughter uh, and just get yourself in the practice of feeling, you know, what that feels like to have your body experience some lightness and some joy and laughter. And then it, it, you'll be surprised because it'll start opening parts of your brain that you forgot about. And you will start remembering the things that you enjoyed as a kid. And it will be that much easier to make your own playlist of yeah. things to do and keep it right near put it right next to your computer put it on your nightstand put it on your mirror so that you can remember to incorporate that daily i think it's wonderful advice i'm actually going to try some of these things because i think as adults and with responsibilities and obligations and all the things that i know people have going on at home a lot of people might be out of work or they're working from home and they're they've got kids at home and it's kind of we'll be homeschooling again soon so that that's a lot you know that's a lot to a lot of responsibility to have to deal with on a daily basis but we can't make those things go away but these are wonderful coping mechanisms that can alleviate some of that anxiety for people that can actually be pretty powerful and and debilitating for some people. It's so true because in order for us to be able as people to endure everything that's coming at us, you know, with everything you just mentioned and whatever additional stuff that people are dealing with, because every family has their own stuff, you know, um, 
and job related stuff in your own personal stresses, in addition to all of the stuff happening in the world, I mean, for humans to be able to actually endure that, there's got to be that balance, you know, and that's how you can think of it. In order for me to be able to handle this, yeah. I have to bring this up as well. And so this is the fun and the joy and the laughter, and that's going to help you better be able to respond and to handle all the stresses that life throws at you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing a lot of this good stuff. Thanks and for having me. Book. So I highly encourage everyone to download your ebook and um, enter the, the contest to win a free spot on your program. Yeah. So please do. So download the book, but where else can people find you if they're interested in learning more about you? Uh, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, so I'm on Instagram at Life Bacon Megan. Uh, I am on Facebook, uh, Megan Benson, or you can just look up Life Bacon. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I have a YouTube channel. Again, just look up Life Bacon and you'll find me. All right. And you know what? We'll put links to all of those things in the comments. So if anybody's interested, they can just look in the comments and they'll know where to find you. Thank you. And I'm always putting out free little videos and how to how to build your confidence, how to overcome uh, procrastination. So, yeah, mm. we'd if love to see you watching them. But how to create more time. Thank you guys for watching Divorce Happy Hour. And thank you again, Megan. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Christina. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out divorcehappyhour.com. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.